Welcome to the Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined by my guy, Chris Liuzzi, dude. This is the week the NFL Draft, draft is here, bro, man. Let's go. I'm, dude, <laughs> I'm pumped. I, I texted you before we got on here. I'm like, why isn't it Thursday yet, man? Like, I'm mm-hmm. just ready for it to be Thursday. I'm tired of the speculation. I'm tired yep. of the smoke. I just I just want to know what's going to happen. I'm, I'm so excited. I know you I are, man. Like I said, with those Colts having the number four, <laughs> number four pick overall, Presumably, hundred percent taking the QB. I know you're yeah. ready and eager to get this thing started. So, uh, speaking of QBs, man, we're gonna do a little rapid fire to start this segment, and uh, I'm gonna let you lead the way. Yeah, man. So, you know, we we've talked about already, you know, kind of our preference on quarterback rankings, and you know, we've talked about who we think, you know, might go number one. You know, we'll we'll touch on that again. So, there's been a lot of quarterback talk, and for good reason. It was mm-hmm. a really interesting quarterback class. But comes down to it, we are, uh, as of the time we're recording this, two days before the draft. Mm-hmm. Less than two days, really. In your opinion, how many quarterbacks are going top five, man? Because there's been a lot of talk. What are the Texans going to do? What are the Cardinals going to do? Regardless of who takes them, how, how many go top five? I got three. I got Young, Stroud, and Richardson. Those are my three. What about you? I, I, I'm i with you, actually, on the, on the same three. I, I think you pretty much hit it. I've got three. That sounds good to me. It, it, if the Texans don't take one, that's where it gets interesting, right? But who knows? We'll see. All right. So <laughs> does Hendon Hooker go in the first? I say no. Mm. I say no. I, I say yes. I say yes. I got Hooker going in the first round at some point. Uh, team will trade back in if they have to, but I got Hooker going uh-huh. in the first for sure. And, hey, it could happen. You never know. Uh, to add on to that, though, because I know Hooker's your guy, mm-hmm. what are the – I guess, do you, do you think – how likely is it that, let's say, you know, Texans don't take a quarterback at two? What if they take the best guy and then trade back from 12 and take Hooker late in the first – like, how likely do you think that that wouldn't happen, I guess? Uh, you happening. think that's a possibility at all? Not happening? No. I think the Texans no. being at number two, knowing they have to take a QB, because they could have had the first pick, probably should have had the first pick, I think I don't think they want to put themselves in that position to do that. They're in a great position okay. as far as draft selections go, but I'm thinking they're going to take their guy, whoever number two is on the board, could be number one on the board, we don't know, but they will stay at two, take a QB, and just use those later picks uh, to do some other damage for their team needs. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of smoke about what they do at number two. You know, if they really only like Young, who knows? I've been out of mind like you. I think they take quarterback. I do not think they end up taking Hooker. But I, I was thinking about it because I'm like, they have two picks. They have pick number 12. If they really want to stockpile even more, they could. And if they still want to get a quarterback, hey, I mean, who knows? You know, they, they could happen. It's just a guess, man. You never know. Of the teams that potentially take a QB round one, which one of those franchises has the best situation? for their next QB. You know, and and I'm a cheat. I'm going to say us. I, mm-hmm. I think I actually really like, I mean, obviously I'm biased. I'm a Colts fan for anyone listening. I don't think we're as bad as most teams that are picking top five are. We were bad last year. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm biased. I think most of the time if you're going top five, you're going to a really bad team. I think we're not that bad. So I'm going to say us. So what, what do you think? The Colts were one of the teams I thought about and there's another team I thought about, and I'm a lean Carolina. Yeah, they were the other team that would be there for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carolina, because they do have a solid foundation. 
if they take Bryce Young, I'm even more excited for that franchise. Um, and so, with that being said, I look at divisions. You got the AFC South. The Jags are going to be tough. The Titans, we don't know, and the Texans. But the AFC is tough in general. The NFC mm-hmm. South, though. That's fair. That's fair. The Falcons and the Saints yeah. and the Bucks don't know. The Panthers, man. I got I got Carolina's the best situation, and especially if they get one of the guys that I like up top. You know, uh, we did our QB list. Young, Hooker, uh, Richardson. Obviously, it's not going to be Hooker, but it, it could be Richardson. It could be Young. So I got Carolina as the best situation for their next signal caller. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Now Carolina's uh that that was the the other one. If if it wasn't Indy, I was like, it's gotta be Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 in a good spot too at number one. Kinda mm-hmm. like us. They're not as bad as most obviously they traded up. They're not as bad as teams picking number one generally are. But piggybacking off that, you know, you just you just implied, you know, if they take young is you know, we, we talked before we already answered this question, but, you know, we're, we've had some time has passed. You know, we've had some time to mull it over. Again, two days before the draft, who's going number one and why? Man, you know, when we first mentioned it a while back, you know, I'm Anthony going Richardson. off. Yeah, I'm going off of Combine and Pro Day and all the hype, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson, like, they, they immediately traded up because of it. It felt like it was immediately off, off that Pro Day where Richardson did. And not necessarily, I believe, that Richardson should go first, or you know, it's kind of like how he you know, da- Daniel <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, <laughs> all these guys do eight, nine, ten mock drafts, and it's like how do you, how do you change it so much? Like, so I feel like they throw it out there with fake picks early just to kind of have that final draft be really what they believe, and so that's what I was thinking too. I'm like Anthony Richardson because of all the hype. I'm gonna say Richardson now, mm-hmm. but man, who it should be. And who is going to be is Bryce Young, and I've mentioned every reason why this dude is like I said. He, you know, you talk about the it factor. He's that guy who has that it factor. Like he just finds a way to win games. He finds a way when it looks nearly impossible and very unlikely and 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 improbable. Bryce Young is number one pick. He should be. I've always believed he should be. He's my number one guy overall. And like I said, when you take a number one guy. Overall, in the draft, he better be the number one overall pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Burrow is a number one overall pick. You know what I'm saying? Andrew Luck, number one overall pick. Like, there are certain guys, Cam Newton, number one overall pick. You feel like you got the best player in the draft. Bryce Young, number one. Who you got? I, I agree. I, you know, I disagree on him. He's not my number one. He's my number two. As far as whether he goes, actually, number one, though, I, I agree. Um, odds makers aren't everything. But, you know, I, we, I told you, you know, before the show, you know, last year uh, we had a, the scenario where, you know, Trayvon Walker, his odds shot up to be number one all of a sudden last mm-hmm. year and it ended up happening. Well, it's kind of the same thing this year. You know, it was all Stroud for a long time. Bryce Young is the heavy, heavily favored, favorited guy now. Like it's not even close, uh, which tells me that some some information got out somewhere. Like somebody knows something. And I, I mean, I think it. Makes sense. Also, this came after you know the tech, all this Texans smoke about the Texans apparently not taking quarterback came after Bryce met with Carolina. That's when that mm. started happening. Mm. I mean, I, what did Bryce tell him? Hey, I'm, mm. I'm not, I'm not seeing y'all. Sorry. I think, I think he's going to go there. You know, and I'll, I'll just say this: I've seen some fuss that you know Reich likes tall quarterbacks. He wouldn't take Young. He, he you know, he likes his pocket guys. But 
which I think Young can work in a pocket. But first of all, with Andrew Luck and Carson Wentz, as poorly as it went, he's shown that he can, he'll can he work an offense with a mobile quarterback. He'll roll him out. He'll move him around. I, I've got no issues with Frank Reich, you know, making that work. And, and I agree. that I, I think he's the number one guy. I think they end up taking him. He goes to a good spot. He has a good line in front of him. I wish they still had DJ Moore for him, but hey, what they can got, you do? They got Adam Thielen, but, too. They, yeah, they got Thielen, but I'd, I'd like more. I shoot, I'd like more. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm with you, man. I, I think Bryce Young's the number one pick, and you know we'll, we'll see Thursday. Maybe they throw a curveball. Who knows? But I, I think it's going to be Bryce Young. I'd be surprised if it's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, you 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 know when you look at winners, it's ironic. You know he never won a national championship, but he just finds a way to win games period you know whether he has great help or no help and i know bama doesn't never they never have no help but they didn't have much help this year for my guy compared to what you expect compared from to most yeah, years. so man as we wrap up this first segment i got one more for you you know okay. anthony richardson is your guy you've made it clear yep. that that's who you want uh yes, he's your number one qb on your list but say for whatever reason he's not there when the colts are on the clock who are you hoping for I mean, if the if the Colts stay stand pat at four, and Richardson's not there, who do you want? So if he's in this in this case, I I don't think quarterbacks go one two three four. But mm-hmm. in this case, if he's gone, if Stroud's there, I hope it's Stroud. Mm. Obviously, if if they're all three gone, it has to be Levis because there's nobody else. Yeah. If it's between Stroud and Levis, I want Stroud. I think we would maybe go Levis. Because he's just the toolsy quarterback. Him and Richardson mm-hmm. are kind of the two toolsy guys, and our GM likes those kind of guys. I think. I don't, like I said, quarterback's kind of tough for me to judge because we have we've never picked top five <laughs> for a quarterback with mm-hmm. balance. So who knows? But Stroud would be who I would want. I, I I'm I know the media hates Stroud right now for some reason. This past week, Stroud's been getting killed. And, you know, it was Levis getting killed. Now it's Stroud's turn to get killed. I, I like Stroud. I don't care what they say. I think Stroud's gonna be good. Give me Stroud, man. If I want Richardson, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be really bummed if he's gone. But if it's not, give me Stroud, man. Uh, let's rock that. You heard it. You heard it here from Chris Leucci. He wants Anthony Richardson, but if Richardson's not on the board, he definitely hopes it's CJ Stroud. Because I do the same thing with my with my team: Spurs, Steelers. I, I want to see the, those those pretty touch passes he hey. throws. To lob it up to Pierce and Pittman. I, man, sign me up, man. Dude, hey, I hear you. I hear you. You, you got to be prepared when it comes down to the to the draft, even in your fantasy draft. Oh yeah. You as it's getting closer to your pick, you can't be just all on one guy because if that player is taking one pick before you, then you're like you're scrambling. You're like, man, I have my mind on this one, dude. You got to have about two or three guys in mind, two or three guys in mind. So when it comes to that pick, you got your guy, and you're not wasting any time. Mm-hmm. So Chris Leucy, hoping for Richardson, would be comfortable with C.J. Stroud. I want Bryce Young to go number one overall. See him in Carolina in that blue. Oh, man. Dude, don't let me get a Bryce Young jersey. <laughs> anyway, but look, we'll be back with this second segment. We're going to do more of a rapid-fire situation. Same kind of style. Different questions, though. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley, and we'll be back. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor Greg Wakefield. 
Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined by my guy, Chris Liuzzi, as we continue uh-huh. this rapid-fire kind of scenario with the, with the NFL draft. And so, uh, you know, the NFL draft coming up here soon, there's a lot of talk, a lot of questions that will be answered. But, Chris, speaking of questions, man, I'm going to let you kick off this segment. Tell me what you got. Yeah, man, so, you know, there's a lot of talent in the draft, but arguably, arguably the best guy mm-hmm. in the whole draft is Bajan Robinson, mm-hmm. but nobody knows where he's going to go because mm-hmm. you know ten years ago he's probably going number one or at least top five. But the game has changed. You don't. It's you know Barkley is kind of the so you don't see a lot of running backs go as high as he did, especially in the past two or three years. But man, he he's that good, right? So wh- mm-hmm. where does he go, man? Who do you think is he? I mean, shoot, does he fall out of first? I don't know what's going to happen. Who who do you think ends up taking the taking the ticket on Robinson? Where is he going? And, man, you know, there's been a lot of mock drafts for Philly. Yeah, Philly's the heavily mocked place. And and, and it makes sense. I mean, in a scenario, they got they have the number 10 pick. They have the number 31 pick as well. So they could take the best player available at 10. And if it's yeah. Robinson. It's but not like it, they have a lot of holes, right, in theory. And they don't have holes. But it's just like you, you sign Rashad Penny to a one-year deal. You still have Gainwell. You brought back Boston Scott. You got Trey Sermon. I just Jalen don't Hurts s- runs a lot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just don't see Robinson going there mm-hmm. as of like I said, they don't have many holes, but you got so many other guys who even we saw with Sanders. Sanders gang well Scott. It didn't matter who the back was, they made it happen. So Robinson's not going there. To tell you honestly, I don't know where this is going, man. I don't know. I don't have a clue. Uh mm-hmm. I've seen New England as, as a po- possible destination, but I don't see the Patriots taking a running back in the first round. I don't know, dude. You got a better you got a better clue than clue than I do because I don't have an idea. <laughs> I I will say I agree I, that I don't think he goes to Philly. I I just don't think so. I think they get enough production out of their running backs. The team that I, I sneaky think could take John Robinson is Atlanta. Mm. Actually, mm. I, this is very dependent on. I've seen some talk that they actually try and move up to take a quarterback. I don't know what's gonna. Happen. I mean this this is one of the more. I really don't know what's going to happen, but Atlanta, Arthur Smith runs the heck out of the ball. Mm-hmm. Rodero Patterson has still been good, but he's he's getting older. I know Tyler Algier was really good last year, but John Robinson's special. Uh, he's really good. So, I mean, hey, if Arthur Smith wants to keep running that rock, and if you want to try and if you, you know, give Ritter a shot, surround him with more talent. You know, you got Pitts. You know, obviously, Ridley's gone, but I mean, you got Pitts. They took Drake London last year. Go get another top 10 first rounder guy, John Robinson, and see what Ritter can do. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't know that he's gonna go there, but I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, dude. That's that's one where I just don't have an idea. Um, what if it? That's 12, why he's interesting, though. Yeah. <laughs> what if at twelve the Texans double dipped and went Harris and, and uh, you know, uh, not Harris, but Damian Pierce and 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 Bijan Robs. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. That's what's crazy though. Is like I said, this dude ten years ago was probably going number one. Or at least top five. You know, it's crazy the the running back position, man. It's just like just I don't know how to gauge it anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. you got dude Jonathan Taylor, two hundred twenty pounds, runs mm-hmm. a four three, mm-hmm. <laughs> breaks all these records, goes in the second. That would never happen ten yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah. <laughs> and so and, I don't know either, man. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm going Atlanta, but shoot, I don't know. Right, you got Atlanta. I have no clue. Uh, but 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 to continue with the running back talk, 
Robinson for sure is going in the first round. How yeah. many total do you see going in the first? I, I'm going to. I don't yeah. think it's going to be running back heavy for all the reasons we've talked about. And this is basically a, a Gibbs question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I think I, I think Robinson's clearly the best running back, and then I think Gibbs is clearly the second best running back. And mm-hmm. I think it's pretty simple. Uh, Gibbs could go in. Like I could see Gibbs going late first. Like he's. Yeah. Like he's talented, like he could slide in there, kind of like a like an Edwards Hilaire did. He wasn't really expected to, kind of similar. Like he's just real speedy, he can he can kind of like a modern era running back. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think he, I think he ends up going late first. I think yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna go two. Yeah, yeah, I got two as well. I got Bajan Robson, of course, and then I got Jameer Gibbs. And actually, going have him going to a place I would actually hate. Seeing him in in this place because they're a division rival of my Steelers. Late first round, Cincinnati. I think that would be the spot. Joe Mixon, a lot of hey, trouble. Say Mixon does seem like he's out of there. Samaj so. P. Ron <laughs> is in Denver now. Cincinnati is that selection. I hate it. He'd be, he'd be good over there, Stop. too. Stop. Yeah, whatever. Be, uh, whatever. Good call. Nope. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll move on. I want to hear your feelings. Keep it going. We'll move on. All right, so, you know, we've been talking about prospects, but it's. Oh, you know, coming up with the draft is not all about the prospects. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of draft smoke too. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rip off some guys. You tell me if you think any of these guys get traded. Mm. Trey Lance, a lot of smoke there. Mm-hmm. Is he going to leave? Mm-hmm. Hopkins. I mean, we know that he requested a trade. Derrick Henry. I mean, mm. it's hard to picture him not in Tennessee, but there's a lot of smoke that he's, he's, you know, going to be traded too. What, what do you think? You think any of these three get traded? That none of them? What, what's your, what's your first thoughts on that? Uh, eh, dang it. Henry, <laughs> Henry, no, Hopkins. I'm coming to Hopkins. Lance, though, Trey Lance, <laughs> Trey Lance. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yes, and I'm gonna tell you why. I okay. saw an article right. uh, where Lamar Jackson to the Niners. I'm like, why are we wasting our time with this? But they asked John Lynch, the G- <laughs> they asked John Lynch about this stuff, and he, you know, he was like, look, I. We have to entertain this stuff because we get all this stuff that's thrown at us. And he was mm-hmm. saying, we we have to look into it because that's that's what we do. But he said, I think it speaks on how convicted we are with Brock and the other guys we have. Uh, he, so he he specifically said Brock, mm-hmm. as, as far as Brock Purdy. Like he didn't even mention like, well, it, it's, you know, I think it speaks on how convicted we are with Brock. Well, you know, we drafted Trey. He didn't even like he didn't even mention Trey. So. Mm-hmm. I think I think Lance could be I think a team could could make a move and go ahead and get Lance and you got to think too the Niners love Purdy they also signed Sam Darnold so and they signed Darnold relatively early in the offseason as well so I think they I think they they could be ready to go ahead and pull that plug I got Lance man traded Henry no Hopkins I'm gonna say yeah I, if 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 a team doesn't trade up to three. And, and, and the Cardinals take the best player on the board, Hopkins can trade it. So Lance, okay. yes. Hopkins, yes. Henry, no. What you got? Slightly different. I agree that Henry does not get traded. Mm-hmm. It could happen. Uh, I will might touch on that here in a bit. But uh, Trey Lance, I'm a, I'm a lean no. Mm-hmm. I, I think you make completely fair points. I'll say from that same conference you know, this past week, they said they expect Trey Lance to, to, you know, be with the team in 2023. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he said that the trade conversations with Lance haven't been that substantive. That, you know, it sounds like he's going to be there. 
all this goes, who, you know, I don't know what to believe. It's, you know, everybody, it's lion season. And yeah, it's what it's, you know, who, who knows? He might, he might be, he might say that and then like left the, left the podium and went on a call to go talk some more trade stuff on Lance. Who knows? I don't think so because, you know, Purdy coming off the injury and I yeah. know Purdy's got the awesome story and the, you know, the late round pick success and he did awesome. They, they traded a lot to go get Lance. And they that, did. But, but are but, they ready to bail on him? I don't know. I, I don't know. I lean no right now. Okay. I all lean right. no. All right. All right. I'm, I'm going to say this a little bit before you go to Hopkins. Okay. Okay. But do they want to? But do they want to continue to bring this fire into the locker room? Like you see how big of a deal it was when they got Lance. Everybody's like, "Man, Garoppolo's a winner. He's our guy." And then you go get Lance, and then you keep Garoppolo, and then Purdy takes over. Do they want to go through this circus again? The only thing is, like, say they get rid of him and they they roll with Purdy. If yeah. Purdy isn't the same coming off the end, because yeah. I, I want to say it's similar to what Stafford dealt with last year, and Stafford mm-hmm. looked rough mm-hmm. last year yeah 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 and I'm obviously you hope that's not the case but it's like it's a possibility you know it's a realistic possibility that he takes a step back i mean you have the potential of a down year anyway coming out you know teams are gonna they're gonna get this offseason to kind of look at what they do with purdy a little bit more and we'll see how he does but i mean you have the injury on top of it i, I just i don't know i if you ask me, I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I, I lean no right now. I think he'll be a niner come season start. At the at the very least, I think he survives draft week. I'll, mm, I'll say that okay. at least. All right. But uh, who knows? Could you know? Could be. And then Hopkins. I think I agree with you on, on yes too. Mm-hmm. I think there's been uh, there's been smoke about that before the smoke season started. You know that he's you know he's wanted out. He's kind of made it clear that he wants out. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I say yes is if. If you know that he doesn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and you know that it, there's a chance Kyler might literally not even play this year, mm-hmm. it's like what what That's is Hopkins cool. doing for you? Yeah, you know, like you you know he's going to leave when that contract's up because he's already won now. I mean, you might as well get something for him, mm-hmm. and he's still good enough to get. I mean, I know he missed a lot of games last year with suspension and stuff, but it's like I, I just don't think he's going to give them much. I mean, he's a great player, but it's like if, if you're gonna miss Murray anyway, like they're probably not contending next year. Like, what? Why continue paying as much as I like him? Like, I just don't know that it's worth it. I, I think I think they trade him. I don't know if it'll be draft week or not. That's you know maybe maybe it's draft week, but you know it would make a lot of sense. We'll see a lot of moves. I, I agree with you though. I think he ends up getting traded. Maybe it's maybe it's here in two days. We'll see. But now I I agree with you. So we're I agree on everybody but Lance. But hey, we'll see. We'll see. The most interesting team situation when it comes to the draft. Like we this is all draft related. We just mm-hmm. talked about current players. But there's is there which team like are you interested in seeing how they handle the draft? Like what decisions do they mm-hmm. make where you're like, ooh, this is really tells us what they're thinking and what direction they're moving. Who's that team? And I kind of I kind of hinted at it mm-hmm. earlier. I'm gonna ignore the top five here because mm-hmm. it's those are inherently interesting because of their situation. What is yep. Arizona going to do? What is Houston going to do? Yep. I want to say Tennessee. Yep. Uh, part of this is because uh, they're in my division and I'm curious to see what they do. But a part of it's because if they're like, they're so close to being on the cusp where like, mm-hmm. I can, you could you could see them tearing it all down and just, if they, maybe they do trade Henry and they're like, all right, you know, t- it's not working. Tannehill's on a massive cap. They, they took Malik Willis. So if they're not bought into him, I mean, I'm, I know they worked out the, the stuff with Simmons, but it's like, I don't know. Are they that close to competing? Probably not, you know? And if mm-hmm. they are not sold on Willis, you know, they're, they're the team that's like, Hey, maybe they take it. If a live a size of seven, maybe they trade up. Mm-hmm. Uh, what maybe, 
maybe they, you know, kick it back all together. They kick the can down the road. They're like, all right, see you, Henry. We're, we're punting this year. We're going to acquire mm-hmm. picks. We're just going to stock up. We'll, you know, we'll look ahead. We'll just develop. I, I don't know. They're, they're a team. I could see going both ways. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And because I haven't seen enough from Malik Willis. We're like, yep, that's certainly the guy. And it's not like they, they haven't had the success last year. At, you know, they were hoping to have, you know, with Tannehill still being back there. And now you got the Henry smoke. I don't know. They're, they're a team I've got my eye on for just to see what they do. Cause yeah, I, I mean, it could be, it could be anything. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they move up and get a quarterback. I don't know what's going to happen, but they're, they're the team I'm watching. What, what do you think? Yeah. Like what team are I, you looking out for? When I asked you this question the other day, is this a team that, that immediately came to mind? You said, Oh, a team just came yes. to mind. It was this team. Yep. And, and so it's funny because I was working on other teams when I thought about the question, but then I started to look into it. And I was like, Ooh, the Titans, what are they going to do? Like, like you just said, yeah, are they looking? Are they looking to move up? And if they do, who is that guy? They don't really have much draft capital this year to make that kind of move. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have, like you said, they're not competing. They probably won't even make the playoffs. They lost seven straight last year. They went from seven and three yeah. to seven and ten. That's I mean. It was rough last year. <laughs> it was horrible. And there, and and you got Tannehill one year left on his deal. He will be yep. thirty five on July twenty seventh. Derrick Henry one year left on his deal. These guys are not in any position to compete for any real playoff opportunities or a playoff run. They have the number 11 pick, 41-72. But after 72, they don't select again for 147. So you're so you're looking at 75 picks later? Like I would trade 11, move back. That's what I mean. Yeah, I would say maybe they kick the can just yeah, acquire move hey. back. Get a few second, third, whatever, fourth. And you know how I love the middle rounds anyway. This Tennessee team is not going anywhere anytime soon. Tannehill and Henry are going to be free agents after this year. You need wide receiver help. You need you got a bunch of you got a bunch. You just got a bunch. And Rand Carthon, GM coming over from the Niners. You know, like he's inheriting this mess basically. And it's like, man, I don't like Malik Willis. He's not my guy. But does he move up and go get his guy, or does he wait? Mm-hmm. So I hope he plays it smart, trade 11, move back, get three, four picks, whatever you got to do. And Tennessee is that team. I'm interested to see how they handle this draft because they need to understand it's it's time to fully unplug. It's time to fully unplug in Nashville and rebuild this thing. So Tennessee, I'm with you on that. So as we wrap this up, man, you know, give me give me two players you're watching though. Give me two players you're watching real quick before we dive into our sleepers for that for that third and final segment. So uh, one of them is B. John Robinson, who we kind of touched on earlier, and that's more of just my my curiosity on a player that talented. How far are teams willing to let him fall just because he's at a position that you know isn't seen as very valuable anymore? So I'm just I'm just curious. You know, I'm not necessarily for my team. Uh, the other guy is a. Uh, your boy Hooker, man. I'm, I'm mm. actually really, really curious to see where Hendon Hooker goes. I mean, you got Mox that, you know, say he's he's going to drop way later. You got Mox. Oh, yeah, some team might trade up and get him earlier in the first. He could go late in the first. I don't know. I'm just more curious because I think he's somebody that needs a lot of time, like two or three years. Like, he, I, this is where we, I, my opinion on him is kind of a little bit more sour than that. I, I think he needs a lot of time to develop. And I'm very curious to see what situation what team he could go to where he could get that time. So I'm very, very, very interested in Hennon Hooker. What about you or two guys you're, you're kind of looking at? <clears throat> All right. Uh, so this kind of bleeds into our sleeper segment that we'll go into next. Uh, but first, I really have to say Emmanuel Forbes. He's a corner out of Mississippi State. This dude mm-hmm. set the NCAA career record for most pick sixes. Like, 
that's crazy, bro. Like, you look at corners, you look at players in the secondary, and you want them to have that ball hawk uh, mentality and ability. That That's why people love Trevon Diggs. But he's actually mm-hmm. he's actually not a really good cover corner. He just knows how to play the ball and he can and, and make plays. Like he's so thin. Yeah, but he is. He is. He is. But yeah, that's look, the big question mark. Hey, I that's yep. that's cool. But man, if my if my Steelers take him at thirty two, I'm good, bro. Like, shoot, give me Emmanuel Forbes all day. Mm-hmm. That's number one, Emmanuel Forbes, man. Give me a ball hawk at corner who can who who, who who's been against the best in the SEC as well. Uh, my second guy that I'm really watching. Kayshawn Butte, man, he's a receiver from LSU. Two years ago, this dude would have been a first-round pick. You know, LSU went through the whole change with got Brian Kelly, and then it was situations and just Butte. Uh, it was a mess in LSU the last couple of years. And so, Kayshawn Butte to me though is an absolute stud. I think this dude could be the best wide receiver in the draft. And you heard it. Okay. If if it falls and he goes to that team and it, it he stays out of trouble. Kayshawn Butte, I think, could be the best receiver in this draft class. And you look at LSU. We talk about Ohio State and how the QBs don't work. LSU receivers, they work. DJ Chart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a Jefferson. good track record. <laughs> yeah, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> you know, you got Landry. You got Beckham Jr. You got Jamar Chase, Brandon LaFell, Josh Reed, early Doucette. Kayshawn Butte is next. It's his time. It's his All turn. Right. You heard it here first. Kayshawn Butte, baby. Kayshawn Butte, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Forbes. Man, look. We're going to get into the sleepers next, man, and we got some guys you may not have heard of, maybe a couple that you may have crossed your, your ears somewhere along the lines, but don't go anywhere as we wrap up this NFL draft pre-draft episode with sleepers. And I'm going to give you a little little nugget on, on Chris and how good he is at at, at least knowing what <laughs> yeah, his no. coach wants. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. set the bar too high, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right <laughs> back after this. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Care Animal Center is a local business partner of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that is dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is careanimal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan, 334-794-6333. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot. I'm your host, Corey Bradley, joined with my guy, Chris Liutzi. Our sleepers from last year, you know, we always do these sleeper selections. And so, you know, I tell you, uh, Chris's number one guy and my number one guy really had stellar years. He had Tariq Woolen, who was drafted by Seattle, and this dude was Pro Bowl all-rookie team, first player from UTSA to make the Pro Bowl. I had Marcus Jones number one from Enterprise, rookie punt returner who, you know, he's the only Patriots player to – to make the AP All-Pro team last year, and he had an uh-huh. 84-yard punt return to put the Jets away in the closing seconds. So that's pretty cool. Marcus Jones and, and yeah, Tariq Woolen. And, and, and just your sleepers alone, yeah, Woolen, Pierce, too, who went to Indianapolis, Abraham Lucas went to Seattle, and Bo Melton went to Seattle, and now he's with Green Bay. You had all these guys who were guys you liked for the Colts, but they also, the Seahawks like them, too. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Yeah, Seattle was all over <laughs> Dude. You have four guys you mentioned. Oh my God, Seattle! The Seahawks and the Seahawks and Colts must have this 
like you said, Chris Battle loves the traits guy. That's who he is. He he, he loves about traits. Mm-hmm. And apparently Pete Carroll is all about traits too. So if if the Seahawks are picking before the Colts, man, y'all may want to trade above those guys because they yeah, looking, they looking, they looking, dude. <laughs> so yeah, you had Woolen number one at Marcus Jones, pretty smooth. So now this year, you know, we'll mention real quick my honorable mention for for sleepers. I got Israel Abanaconda from uh from Pitt. Man, he's running back, one cut back, ran a four for one. He's at two hundred seventeen pounds. Uh got a chance to see a couple games with him and I think he is you know, I love black backs and receivers who are sleepers that you don't really know much about that could be that you know, mm-hmm. who, who knew Austin Eckler coming out? Where he's from like Western Colorado or something like that. Like who know you know what I'm saying? You never know these backs, yeah. man. So Abanaconda from Pitt, who's your honorable mention? Ah. Uh. My honorable mention is going to be Owen Papo is a, yeah. uh, a a heavy a day three honorable mention. He's somebody, and, and you got to remember, you know, Woolen is kind of the outlier for day three guy. A day three guy to me is it like a round seven, especially is a hit if they're if they made it if they're like contributing to the team at all. Like hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. And Papo is somebody I could see, and you know if he hits the ceiling, hey, maybe he ends up being you know a really good starting linebacker. But I think at, at the minimum, he's a really good special teamer. I mean, that dude can fly mm-hmm. for a linebacker. And I, I, it's because of that, you know, I, you know, we talked about him before. He didn't have his best year at Auburn last year. You know, it was you know, maybe as good as he could have been. But I think the the athleticism and the speed does enough to where he probably gets picked up really late. And hey, maybe, he, you know, yeah, you can make your, you can make a, a career off being a really good special teamer. Man. You can. You that's can. a that's a late sleeper for me. You know, somebody who, hey, he's probably not going to blow your doors off, but I wouldn't be shocked if he's you know still in the league a couple years from now, just rocking special teams. It's my late sleeper, honorable mention. Owen Papo, you heard it, Auburn. You got Auburn. Auburn. Mm-hmm. Number three for me, Charlie Jones, receiver from <laughs> Purdue. He was at Iowa first, transferred Purdue, transferred to Purdue, I should say. He's always been an excellent returner from day one. But he went mm-hmm. to, 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 to Purdue because he wanted to have a chance to prove himself as a receiver, and he did just that last season with 110 catches, over 1,300 yards, 1,361 to be exact, and 12 touchdowns. Like, this dude finally got a chance to prove that he's that dude, great route runner. I love Charlie Jones, man. Like like I said, if my Steelers took him in the third, fourth round, I'm great. You know, that's my dude at number three, Charlie Jones from Purdue, wide receiver. You know, and and I'm a, to roll off that, I'm, I'm going to stick with Purdue. Just because mm-hmm. you want Purdue, I'm going to stick with Purdue, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, Corey Trice Jr. He's a cornerback out of Purdue. Probably, I don't know if he goes day two, maybe later day two. He's going to be kind of my Tariq Woolen guy that I'm kind of looking at. He's not, Tariq Woolen was a freak of an athlete, which is why I liked him. Uh, I don't think there's anybody in this draft that's really, and Woolen was ridiculous. He was built in a lab. But Trice is kind of slim. He's 6'3", 206. And he, he can move, man. Like <laughs> there's a there's a lot of big corners in this draft, but he's a, I mean, 6'3", 206 is a big corner. Yes, it's a really big corner. He, he's, but he's he's pretty quick. And he, you know, I, I think he would probably have more talk if he he missed 2021 due to COVID and the ACL. Let's see, he missed most of tw- uh, 2021, and he only really swapped a corner in 2019. Mm, mm. So he swaps the corner in 2019. He starts five games. He in those five, he played in 11, starts five. He leads the team with three interceptions. So he's just, re- and then he started last year and was honorable mention All Big Ten. You know, it's just. I think he he's somebody that you take probably late day two, early day three, and you hope. I mean, just with his you know his build and his traits, and maybe he falls a little bit because of the injury. Like I think he can turn into something. That, that's my number three. I'm gonna stick with Purdue with the Corey Trice Jr. Number two, we'll have running back Tajay Spears from Tulane. 
This guy went off in the bowl game against USC. Like, 17 carries, 205 yards, and four touchdowns against the Trojans as they beat the Trojans. And, you know, he also has great hands. So anytime a running back is obviously good at running the ball, but also has good hands too, in this day and age, Tajay Spears, number two. Watch out for this dude to possibly go late second, maybe third. But wherever he goes, he will definitely be playing and getting a lot of carries next year. All right. Heard another one. Uh, my number two, and I'm going to say Jonathan Mingo. He, and the only, I'm going to hesitate with saying sleeper here because I've read, I've read it as late as like late round four till this past week. Like he's going to go top 50. So I, mm. maybe media is kind of catching up on him. I've liked him for a while though. And one of the reasons I like him, he's a wide receiver out of Ole Miss. He's, he's in that similar AJ Brown mold. I'm not saying he's AJ Brown, but in a wide receiver class, that's a really small wide receiver class. He stands out because he's, he's a big dude. And I think that alone is going to help him kind of separate and put himself out there. But I mean, he, I think he can come in and be like kind of one of those explosive big body, play him in the slide, play him out wide. He kind of did it all. He's somebody, you know, I really hope my Colts end up getting, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the guy for me. He's somebody to keep an eye on. Jonathan Mingo out of Ole Miss wide receiver. Number one for me. And, and I just love corners, man. Cornerback Travius Hodges Thomason, a cornerback from TCU. You hear certain names and you hear certain schools with being associated with that name, and you automatically think, oh, wow, uh, is, is it related? Yeah, this is this is LaDainian Thompson's nephew. Travius Hodges Thompson, he won the Jim Thorpe Award last year. The dude is a ball hawk. He's a playmaker, and when he's targeted, opposing QBs, only have a 56.3 rating mm. for the career, for his career, dude. Travis Hodges Thompson probably going third round. Man, hey, he could be your nickel guy. And if so, it's hard to find a good nickel these days. Give me a good nickel, you know? <laughs> yep. Yes, yeah, nickels get, I mean, that's more and more important today than it ever has been. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's a starting corner nowadays. That's not, no, he's a number three. No, that's a starting corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? And, and I'm a, you know, I've got a, a bunch of guys in mind, but I'm going to stick with you again too, man. I, I'm sticking corner and I'm going to stick a guy that like, I, I really, really, really hope he takes. And that's mm-hmm. Darius Rush, a corner mm-hmm. out of South Carolina. He, he is someone that to me, you know, I told you, I, I, I like to think I've got an idea of what Ballard like. He screams Ballard guy to me. Screams mm-hmm. Chris Ballard. He's a former mm-hmm. wide receiver, you know, moves to corner. And he, so he's kind of raw, but he's a big, he's 6'2", 198, he has long arms, he ran a 4'3", 640, he had three interceptions and 15 pass deflections over the last two years, so he's got mm. good ball skills, obviously, he's a former receiver, he should. And then at the, the senior bowl, he killed it. His reps at the senior bowl were really good, I know Chris Ballard takes a lot of stock in the senior bowl. He's somebody, I, I don't know if he makes it to us, but like he's like a guy where like we trade back out of 35, maybe snag him later day two, and that, that's somebody I'm, I'm keeping an eye on, I I like him. Darius Rush, a cornerback. Keep an eye on him, man. I like him a lot. So you heard it here from Chris and myself, the sleepers that we like. And obviously if they're sleepers that we, we, we highlight and, and and bring to your attention. These are obviously guys that we probably hope our teams are watching closely as well and select a few of them. Because I'm telling you, I, I was thrilled when we took Mason Rudolph years ago, James Washington years ago. If we took Charlie Jones at receiver, man, this dude is a great returner. Good receiver. The receiver is a need, in my opinion, even with the acquisition of Allen Robinson. Man, I, I would go crazy, bro. So, Chris, man, <laughs> dude, the draft is here. 
this is only uh, the the next part of the draft. Like we're getting ready to actually yeah. have the draft, but you know, there's going to be plenty of talk afterwards as well, right? We got to recap. Oh, yeah. You already know. I'll do it. Henry Hooker goes number one. Holy mm. smokes! Oh wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Hopefully, though, you never know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to pick it apart later. Yeah. I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm excited for my Colts. I'm excited just to see in general what happens. See where your Steelers go. I'm I'm pumped. I love the draft. This is kind of our last little hoorah before you know the the wasteland of time that is until September or August. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm ready. I'm pumped for it, and I'm it was, I'm pumped to be able to sit here and talk draft time with you, man. It's it's, it's always fun. Yes, sir. Hey, we are here. Like I said in the previous episode, the draft is near, and it's merely days, hours away. And uh, Chris and I will be back again to recap all the excitement, all the fun, and we'll be back to debate what happened great, and, and, and then we'll also kind of talk about some of the things hey, that are like, disappointing. Yeah, like, ooh, what? Like, yep, that's a Browns pick. <laughs> yep, that's what the Browns do. So, uh, like I said, thank you guys for all the support. Chris, I appreciate you always coming on. And yes, uh, we'll be back again soon. And as I always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.